Hey guys, Braden Gall here. Quick announcement before the show. 440 Sports and Broadway Sports Media is partnering up with Jaspers on West End to have an actual NFL draft party, sort of. We will have free appetizers, darts, beers, and the big screen in the private room talking Titans all night long. Space is obviously very limited. But if you cannot make it out, we will be live across all Broadway sports and 440 sports platforms while the Titans are on the clock spewing our instantaneous reactions into our microphones on Thursday night in real time as the Titans make their pick, be it at 22 overall or whenever that happens. And I all of a sudden don't want them to trade back for some reason. Hmm. Tune in. Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, April 28th. Today on the show, another update from the Preds playoff race in the Central Division. We will have some golden nuggets from Club and Country, Nashville SC podcast, a little bit later on in the show. But we focus again today on the Tennessee Titans with Teron Davenport of ESPN, Buck Rising of 104.5 The Zone and A to Z Sports, and Jonathan Hutton of Outkick 360 to dive deep into the Titans scouting and evaluation process. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, our locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. Look, you're not supposed to go spend a boatload of cash like this afternoon on the Kingston Group, building an entirely new home for yourself or giving you a brand new kitchen or building you a new garage. But what you need to remember is the name, the Kingston Group, because you are going to want to do something to your home at some point. And when you do, because you want it to make you money, make you proud and make you happy, you need to remember the Kingston Group. And make sure you tell them I sent you when you call. The Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. The website, buildkg.com. Go check out their work. You will not be disappointed. The Kingston Group, buildkg.com. It was probably the most entertaining period of Preds hockey that I've watched in years. After a 1-1 first period, the Panthers scored 256 into the second to go up 2-1. Four minutes later, Luke Cunnan tied the game at 2. Then Tanner Janot scored off a Roman Yossi rebound six minutes later to go up 3-2. Five minutes later, Florida tied it back up at three. Then with 23 seconds left in the period, Ryan Ellis scored his second of the night to give the Preds a 4-3 lead heading into the third period. Things were going right for Nashville. And then the third period happened, and the Preds simply could not keep up. Florida scored twice in the first seven minutes to retake the lead 5-4. Then they scored their third power play goal of the night on their 54th shot of the night. They tacked on an empty netter for good measure and the 7-4 victory. The Panthers are absolutely relentless, and it's what won them the two points on Tuesday night. UC Saros was insanely good, again, and gave up six goals. That's all you really need to know about how tilted the rink was. However, on the whole, splitting with Florida heading into three days of rest before the huge game with Dallas on Saturday was the overall goal, and they accomplished that. Even more, they played back-to-back games against a really good team and held their own, at least on the scoreboard for the most part, and haven't really done that all season. Nashville is 4-5 and five in their last nine games against the top three teams in the division after going 0-4 in their previous nine tries against the top three teams. The good news is Carolina did their job on Tuesday night as well by beating Dallas in Big D. It keeps both Nashville and Dallas in a holding pattern heading into the final week of action. Nashville is two points up on Dallas. Dallas visits Tampa on Thursday night before coming to Nashville for one of the biggest regular season games on a Saturday night in Smashville that I can remember. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. 
We continue our deep dive into the Titans NFL draft process this week with a lot of experts on the show today. You're going to hear from ESPN's Teron Davenport. You're going to hear from A to Z Sports and 104.5 The Zone's Buck Rising. And you're going to hear from Jonathan Hutton of Outkick 360. And today I want to focus on the scouting process for the Tennessee Titans. Where do they fall on the spectrum? How data-driven is this scouting department and this organization? So we begin with Teron Davenport of ESPN and his thoughts on where this Titans franchise falls on the NFL spectrum as it pertains to data and analytics in the scouting department. Yeah, I think they're on the the end that doesn't really use it. (laughs) They don't have an employee in the building that does any analytics, so that kind of tells you where it is as far as having a dedicated employee to work on solely analytics. They don't have that. But analytics, that's something that the league has used for a long time. I talked to Mike Rabel about that. You know, he's very familiar with maybe not the algorithms and formulas, but the tendency to to look at tendencies and, and things like that. So even though they're not on that high-end spectrum where they have four or five people like the Ravens do or the Rams, they're still, they they use it, but it's not as big of an emphasis. Now let's hear from Buck Rising of A to Z Sports and 104.5 The Zone. Yeah, I think it's I think it's much more archaic than that here in Tennessee. I think that you know when you ask Mike Vrabel about de- designated analytics people, everybody has the GPS tracking. Everybody has a more well-rounded view of what their players are doing and the players that are coming through throughout the course of the pre-draft process. But ultimately, you know, they're dedicated analytics staff for those of you who can't see me doing air quotes Mike Vrabel will say well we have people on staff who we designate the analytics to and that's basically the extent of things like that it's it's not it's not quite as departmentalized as it might be in other organizations I know Philadelphia has been for for whatever their struggles has always been on the forefront of this Los Angeles you mentioned the Baltimore Ravens have always in fact brought in outside consultation by people like Warren Sharp who is at the forefront of the analytics movement in football the the Titans are the Titans are not looking at it quite the same way it's more can I physically feel you as a football player throughout the evaluation process through my chest pad that I'm wearing because this is what meathead cavemen do. And last but certainly not least, let's hear from Jonathan Hutton of Outkick 360. Somewhere somewhere in the middle, but we don't really know because they haven't designated anyone in their front office with that. But, you know, there's Stretch, who works for, with Vrabel, that provides him that information and digs on in-game elements that would go along with analytics. And I think that ties into the draft a bit, too. At this stage... I don't know how you don't read in to all the measurables and all the numbers uh, because it's like cramming for a test and you feel like you don't know enough unless you're doing what everyone else is doing. So because another team's doing it, the Titans probably are too. There you have it from three very well-respected Titans experts. Well, at least two and Buck Rising that they all agree that this franchise, the Titans is maybe not as further along in the analytics and data-driven scouting department as we assumed, or maybe I assumed So either it's one of two things. They are completely failing to take advantage of new data and information as part of the evaluation process. I'm not suggesting it should be all of the process. Or they're just really, really, really good at hiding it from us. If lots of other NFL teams have entire dedicated departments to data and analytics and sabermetrics to better give yourself more information to evaluate not only prospects, but every single player on your team during every game and every practice, I do not know why you would not do that. 
I'm not suggesting it's the end-all be-all, and it should be the only thing you use to evaluate a player and their performance. But if you have an opportunity to gain more insight and information and package it together into this holistic view of what a player offers you, it is, in my opinion, a complete failure on the Tennessee Titans to not have a dedicated staff, personnel, or department to doing this stuff. Now, maybe they do, and we just don't know about it. But according to all three of those guys, they just told you this team is not near the forefront of this part of the game. And in my opinion, that needs to change right now. Just because it's NFL Draft Week and the Preds are in a major playoff hunt, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have some golden nuggets on the show. Of course, Club and Country, our podcast here covering Nashville SC, featuring Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan, out every single Tuesday on the 440 Sports Network. Again, check out the show, Club and Country. We bring you our golden nuggets every single Wednesday on the 440. A little snippet, a little stat, a factoid that you need to know about Nashville SC so that you can sound educated around the water cooler, if we have those anymore. So, without further ado, here is this week's golden nugget. And number one, Tim, Nashville up to 50 shots now through its first two games. Yeah, it took them four games to get to that mark last year. So that's something where you're seeing the team, as we've already mentioned, show a little bit more offensive uh, desire, not necessarily the ability to to finish those offensive chances. That's twice as quick to the, to the same mark. And that's something that I think fans might be excited to see. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But it's also something that doesn't mean a whole lot if you aren't putting the ball in the back of the net. Four goals allowed through two games on the other end as they've turned the attacking nozzle on pretty heavily and it's left them vulnerable in defense. Yeah, it took five games to get to that point last year. So that's something that, again, is maybe indicative of a, of a change in style a little bit. I think the fact that the expectations for this Nashville SC team are different is, is probably the part that makes it feel worse than it is. And of course, the fact that, uh, you know, when you play Cincinnati and Montreal, the, the expectations might be a little bit different than when you're playing Atlanta and Portland, too. There are your golden nuggets for the week. Of course, Wes Bowling, Tim Sullivan, hosts of Club and Country Podcast, out every single Tuesday on the 440 Sports Network if you want to go deep every single week into the Nashville SC Soccer Club. Their guest this week, John Freeman, the voice of Nashville SC Radio. So check that out, Club and Country, every single Tuesday on the 440 Sports Network. Thank you guys all for listening to the 440, Nashville's original and only independently owned short-form daily sports podcast. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, and at 440 Media on Instagram. And of course, we are brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. I swear, if you look at the work, you don't even need to hear me say anything else. Just check it out. Check out their Instagram account as well. Check out their Facebook page. Their work is everywhere. It is beautiful. It is spectacular. It's gorgeous. BuildKG.com is the website. The Kingston Group. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.